Welcome to Market Elevation, a serious research podcast. Market Elevation is a casual and compelling conversation amongst market insiders made up of equal parts expertise, relevance, and humor. You're listening to part two of the serious research discussion, When the Market Turmoil Gets Personal, Personal Finance Decisions for Investors, with Miley Wong and Bill Can. And so, yeah, it's a culture, this is a culture clash in the making. Um, but yeah, Miley, you know, I'd love your, your take on, on this Reddit moment. Sure. I think, you know, I agree with everything that Bill has said in terms of making it, you know, there's benefits and there's, you know, challenges in terms of abundance of information can lead to a challenge of finding the signal within the noise. And, you know, at the same time, I also draw, you know, comparisons to back when the talking heads just started to emerge on CNBC and people thought, okay, now I've got to tune in and watch, you know, what so-and-so is saying because he's the guru, right? Um, There's a lot of smart people on Reddit, a lot of great analysts, but at the same time, it comes back to the process and the relationship between the information that's out there and to the individual and what their goals are. And I think it's really important to have that clarity around the difference between, you know, the entertainment side of things of, you know, you, the, the, maybe the, the fun factor of trading some meme stocks and, you know, seeing, you know, some payoff initially and the delayed gratification that comes from having a disciplined process in order to create, you know, more of a high probability that your portfolio is actually going to be able to generate the outcomes you need for that long-term plan. And so there's short-term versus long-term. And that comes with experience. You know, oftentimes a new generation of investors is seduced, if you will, by the sort of uh, either the entertainment or the bright, shiny object of the day, which might be that mean stock, right? And of course, the media helps by playing it up and making it even more sensational. And I think we as advisors are often, I find, you know, trying to help our clients kind of, you know, become less distracted from the noise and actually not fall in love with any particular stock uh, or investment because we help see these investments as part of the portfolio, a diversified portfolio as a mechanism towards creating the outcomes that they need for their plan. And so it helps to depersonalize, I think, some of the attachment that uh, we as investors might you know, have when you get, you know, kind of fall in love with a meme stock. Hey, and we've all been there, right? Where, you know, there's a great story, you get attached to it. Um, but again, there's so many things outside of one's control that can affect that story. And, and I think that's part of having that discipline process. So, you know, bringing it back, you know, to the framework around this Reddit moment, um, you know, we oftentimes, you know, we listen to what, um, you know, the news that's out there and always open to hearing a different perspective uh, that, you know, brings up something that we didn't realize or didn't know about. But recognizing that, you know, this idea of the silver bullet guru <laughs> who's got it all figured out is, is a super dangerous fallacy. And, you know, we're much more of a proponent of a disciplined approach, you know, a data-driven evidence-based approach that moves in probabilities as opposed to this almost human desire to do make an all or none decision to whether, you know, to cash out or go all in or, you know, be overly concentrated in one particular holding because the story is so good and really bring people back to the framework of, okay, what's a disciplined approach? You know, how do we want to tilt portfolios towards, you know, what this, you know, macroeconomic environment suggests to such a, your point, you know, quantitative tightening versus quantitative easing. What are some of the risk factors that we'll want to pay more attention to in this kind of environment? And therefore, you know, 
maybe a little bit more boring in terms of this entertainment factor of the portfolio itself. Yeah. But again, back to the discipline process. Right. No, I, I think uh, a couple of words from both of you just jumped out. One is this this idea about entertainment and entertainment factors. Like it's not just Reddit, right? We've grown up with this distraction too. Um, it's a network that just talks financials. But if you pay a little attention to it, you realize they've turned it into a sport, right? And so it is Monday morning quarterbacking. And the problem with it is that I think we should stick to football when we do that. I think when it comes to your assets, it's much more sacred and it deserves more respect. And so I think, you know, this idea of um, noise and quieting the noise, it's essential in everything we do. You rear a child. You are there to calm them down, to help them think clearly. Um, <laughs> you, now, at my age, I'm learning how to play golf. And uh, one of the things I'm learning this summer is quieting the mind. And I just realized it's a terrific sport for people that are hyper. And like, <laughs> you really need to stay still, look at what you're about to do, and not think about the conference call or, or what have you. But this message about discipline and quieting the mind, you know, they're universal and they apply to investing 101, right? So some of this is going to be in your own, you know, management uh, abilities to sort of quiet the mind. A good coach is there to kind of guide you through this. I see you guys as coaches like, hey, I am a little clueless you know, get me in the right place, but help me frame the moment. Um, and I think, you know, that stuff is, um, you know, it's, it's critical and it's, it's secular, you know, we're all going through the same stuff. Um, you know, like, as I said earlier, I, I'd like to sort of bring this forward to leaving, you know, the folks that are listening, you know, some practical details and, um, you know, both Bill and Miley, um, I, I'd love for you guys to be able to sort of walk through a little bit of how you go through um, thinking and framing and owning your moment and staying disciplined. Um, and, you know, what we'll do is um, we'll put some of the, your work, you guys were kind enough to offer some slides and I can put some of those up on the board and uh, we'd love to have you guys walk through it. So um, um, at this point, let me just um, freeze. And... All right, great. Great. So, Sacha, this is a, a framework that we use with our clients in helping to position this, what we call the smart risk investing roadmap, a framework we use to help think through where people are and where they want to be and all of the windy road that it gets, uh, gets them to there. So, starting with where they are, there's five guideposts. They all start with the letter P. I call them the five P's to get us or help our clients get to what we call the work optional life, that lifestyle where they can choose to do what they love um, and the freedom to enjoy their lives while their cash flow is being generated from a passive income source, i.e. a portfolio of assets. But it starts with defining their purpose. Why do they have wealth? What does it enable them to do? What is their priority, whether it's their lifestyle, whether it's cascading their values and their uh, their their wealth to the next generation, whether it's philanthropic, whether it's a combination, you know, oftentimes we're finding, you know, grandparents want to even help their grandchildren set up an education fund. So we help really articulate what the purpose for the money is. 
and uh, then help them prioritize. And then the second guidepost is about people, helping our clients assemble almost like a board of directors of trusted individuals with great expertise, whether it's their financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, medical advisor, you know, a spouse, and, and help them build a circle of trust, all of with their best interest in mind, aligned around their goals, and even create, you know, meetings where we'll have these people together uh, to be able to talk about this plan. And of course, the third P is plan. We advocate for having both a investment plan and also a retirement or a financial plan. And the financial plan is really a, a maps out some of the milestones, um, what they need the money to do for them. And the investment plan is the mechanism that helps, you know, to set the asset mix and the investment parameters designed to make the financial plan a reality. So two separate plans. Um, the fourth P is perspective. And I really love this one because it's all about helping to uncover, you know, the internal beliefs that our clients have around money. Um, that they may not even realize our beliefs. They may think they're universal truths, i.e., you know, money uh, should be saved or, you know, money is an enabler. And we help develop a healthy mindset around money. Oftentimes, there's a lot of fear that um, may have come from the way their parents taught them around money. And, and so, in helping them look at wealth from a different and a healthy perspective is often where we do a lot of work. Um, and then taking positive action, you know, really getting across that chasm of taking that step to, you know, take action, whether it's to adjust their asset mix towards more of a portfolio that's going to help, you know, meet the goals of their financial plan, um, whether it's to um, take less risk than what they've been doing or change an investment pattern that hasn't been serving them. And ultimately, this is a path where, you know, you can go forwards and backwards, but getting along this roadmap helps to stack the odds in their favor to achieve what we call the work optional life. That's awesome. Um, I've got great notes for myself here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, in terms of, you know, sort of framing this out, what you're doing here, um, and I really like it, uh, I'm not sure I've done this properly, is this sort of like, be confident in the moment to say, look, you're going to have an end, end product and goals. Um, you might as well bring it up now. Think about mm. it. Talk about it. You know, some of us are so humble that we're, we're so busy in the moment because you don't want to over overthink what could happen. And I think depending on how you were brought up, it, it could be, it's a good thing. And yet it could actually end up impairing how you plan. Um, so I do think the idea of a roadmap, longer term thinking is is great. Um, in terms of the leaky bucket idea, like the phrase, <laughs> um, yeah, as opposed to the squeaky <laughs> wheel. The squeaky wheel, the leaky bucket, yes. So <laughs> this is something that um, is another framework we help to uh, help our clients visualize their assets, their wealth, their financial assets as a leaky bucket. You know, and the goal being you want to fill this bucket such that it can be sufficient um, to be able to, you know, um, cover all the needs they have in retirement and then some. So the problem is there's a lot of holes in the bucket, right? You know, it's leaking water all the time because, you know, we, we spend money to, you know, live, you know, or whether it's a mortgage, rent or, you know, household expenses, taxes, you know, looking after kids or grandchildren, food, transportation, all of these holes in the bucket um, mean that there needs to be a way to replenish that. 
bucket. So there's two other ways to replenish it. Well, of course, there's money going in to the bucket, right? And that's either through one's income, inheritance, benefits, or, you know, sale of a business or, you know, whatever it may be that's creating a cash flow into the bucket. Um, but the challenge people forget about is that what about the level in the bucket? And, and that's something that can be influenced by one's investment strategy, right? You know, to, you know, Bill's earlier point, sometimes when people are taking too little risk, that uh, level of wealth in the bucket is not earning enough rate of return to be able to sufficiently offset the holes and what's coming in. And so we oftentimes talk about that third way to build that, that critical level of wealth, the line of water in the bucket to help increase that over time by structuring a portfolio to help generate a rate of return in a way that can help, um, you know, either raise or maintain that line in the bucket. So helping to think about one's wealth in a, as a leaky bucket can be helpful. That's that's terrific. Um, I definitely uh, I like I like the visual too. I think it's I think it's great. Um, yeah, it makes me yeah the entertainment travel. <laughs> I, I have I have one drop there that I need to focus on. <laughs> I think I need to do a lot more of it, or maybe uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, uh, yeah, and, and Bill would love love a little uh, in terms of how you're thinking of um, uh, the world and you frame things. Um, sure. Um, well, once again, uh, I think everything that's beautifully said by Miley, uh, totally agree with all that. Um, so I think what I'm going to describe is just a simple uh, uh, decision-making process that I apply uh, in working with my clients. And it's more about like a drill down thing. So let's say, for example, um, you know, we're in a weird situation now where things look scary and people want to make adjustments. And sometimes the best change, the best decision you can make is to make to make no change, right? You don't always have to do something. So, you know, we kind of, what I do with my clients is we kind of go through a, a process, you know, talking about first, what's your purpose, right? And with the purpose, we define certain goals, like education savings that Molly mentioned, right? And, you know, usually the goal is specific. I want to save X or I want to save for my child or my grandchild to go to Stanford or something like that. So you kind of know when it's going to happen, how much, you know, pretty good idea. Uh, it's pretty specific. But when something weird happens, you know, how does uh, that work, right? If that's your purpose to help my grandchild's uh, education and you, your goal is save X dollars for four years at whatever school, right? Something weird happens. Well, has your goal changed? Right. Uh, and then, you know, or do we have to redefine the goal? Right. Because you can still achieve the same thing. So instead of going to a private school, you still can help with going to a top notch state school. Right. Maybe less expensive or public school, I should say. Um, uh, it could be top notch, but the amount you need to save or help out is a different number. So that's a game changer of sorts. If that's, you know, something that you're flexible, right, in adjusting, right? So one is like, well, when weird things happen, let's just take a step back, breathe, and figure out what are our goals, what are we trying to achieve, right? Can we adjust these things? Do we, you know, maybe that's something we start uh, look at last. But then other things we want to look at is priorities. You might have many different goals, which is common. I want to help my grandkids with education. I want to save for retirement. Oh, by the way, we need to build an extension to the house because we, for when the grandkids come visit, right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so th there's different priorities. They may come in different time, right? And so, so do we need to adjust anything uh, given our priorities, right? And 
But part of that is also urgency. When do you need this to achieve these goals or milestones, right? Is it today? Is it 10 years from now, 20 years from now? I think, you know, as we look at the data, you know, the, you know Miley mentioned, right? Let's look at the data, the evidence-based and all that, or let history tell us some things. You know, one thing I, I've learned is, well, over time, you know, being in the stock market generally works out for you if you're well-diversified and so forth. So if with that in mind, and you have, say, 20, 30 years to invest, right, then do you need to be so scared, right? Is it okay uh, to maintain, keep doing what you're doing because it's been the right thing, right? Nothing, let's say your parameters haven't really changed. Your circumstances haven't changed other than the market being down, say, 30%, right? Does it make more sense for you to just to ride it out, right? And, or not? I mean, one question I have for some people is, and when all this stuff started happening, it's like, hey, has your circumstances changed, right? For some folks, especially in the tech industry, I'll, I'll ask them, it's like, you know, yeah, the job market is great for you right now, but, you know, do you expect a potential disruptions? And of course, most people say never, ever, <laughs> because, you know, this is the best field ever, right? But what we've seen on Wall Street is, you know, things can change very quickly. <laughs> and, and even some of the best uh, tech companies out there now are slowing down their hiring or even laying people off, which many people haven't seen. So it's like, you know, do you have to adjust anything now, right? Do you have to adjust that goal? Maybe you work longer, delay retirement, or, or right. you know, change your, your, your goal, redefine your goal, right? So basically go through this thought process to see if, if it requires a change or how concerned you need to be. In many cases, it's not so bad. But in some cases, like I have a client that because of the job situation is going to retire early, like now. Well, that's a game changer. <laughs> they didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. So, you know, yes, we will be making adjustments. Uh, so it yeah. kind of, it's very personal. Um, but I like to go through the simple process of ask, doing these little, like a checklist, like a doctor would or, or a pilot would yeah. uh, to basically stay on course, right? As opposed to making some radical adjustment when you don't need to. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I, I think the header here is a change of plans, right? It is stuff happens. Um, there we go. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the, the sort of graphics you guys have, um, I think are terrific. And, and a change of plans is something that we all need to be, you know, so wary of, you know, as you've put in a few decades, you've learned a lot. I think we've all um, sort of like you know, we were all pretty shell shocked with the last three, four years of living through a pandemic. Um, and hopefully that we can talk about it in past tense. Um, but, you know, Bill, I just had one question for you for the grandparents saving for that really special private college. Would you worry if the grandparents said, yeah, we have some real changes and we may have to cut back, but shouldn't, should they start, should my grandchild start playing basketball? Would you worry about that that question? Should they start? Should they start thinking about a sports scholarship? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's not a good grandparent, right? I, mean, <laughs> well, I, I think imagine, imagine. So, so you know, like you're saying about um, you know you learning golf right now, or back in the day when when Devin was playing baseball, right? Right. Uh, the amount of time you put in to get good, right? And nowadays, yeah. the amount of coaching or investment you make in time, and you know money investing in a coach it's like yeah. hmm, you know by the time i get to that level 
the money I may have spent could have been that extra year <laughs> of college, right? Between traveling yeah. to compete yeah. and, and, and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Don't like, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so so I, I think, you know, Miley mentioned this earlier, right? Sometimes people are not looking at the whole picture and, and looking at the opportunity costs, but all the opportunity costs, right? Yeah. They might fo- be narrowly focused on one thing, but when you factor in the time yeah. and all the other resources that you're spending, the cost might be much different than you thought, right? That's actually, that's yeah. one of the challenges I, I see with a lot of clients. You know, they'll look at a certain investment or lo- a certain thing, but they don't, they're not really looking at the, uh, taking a more holistic view. <laughs> Completely agreed. Uh, um, so, this this is really terrific. I learned a few things. I mean, I think the phrase opportunity cost, it's always academic. You're always learning it in Econ 101, right? But honestly, um, we are, we're always going to have choices to make. And some of them aren't going to be fun. Like, so you do have to cut back on certain things. But you've got, you know, this other term that came out, discipline. You've got to sort of have a long-term game. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, whether the term is coaching, advisor, you know, you need somebody you could trust that you, that cares about you, that has, you know, some sort of uh, savvy to the situation. Um, we can't be all experts in everything. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I'd love any closing thoughts, Miley. Uh, we can start with you and Bill. Um, we'll 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 fi- finalize with you. Sure. Thank you, Sacha. No, this has been a, a you know tremendous opportunity to to jam with you too, and uh, uh, look forward to future conversations. Um, in terms of uh, summary key points, I would I would echo what you're saying. Uh, for me, I would say it's really about focusing on what you can control and letting go of what you can't, right? And not uh, recognizing that it's it's uh, it's easy to be distracted. Um, and trying to stay disciplined and focused on, you know, the things that you can control and, and, um, and be willing to make slight adjustments to the plan if things are starting to go awry. Um, so therefore not being, um, too obstinate in one's views, but rather stick to the process as opposed to the actual investment or the particular form of the goal, as Bill had mentioned, maybe the, the underlying intention is what you should be more focused on as opposed to the actual way that the goal manifests. Um, and at the end of the day, having a disciplined process and working with a trusted strategic advisor as part of your circle of trust to be able to help, you know, you reframe the mindset that can get clouded by the distractions and get you back on course and really walk with yeah. you in the process. Uh, to- totally agreed. Words of wisdom. Yeah, I-, I would say, you know, very similar thoughts as uh, what Miley just said. Uh, I would, the thing I would add is basically, um, ask questions like you know when in doubt or not sure you know find someone that you trust and talk to that person and then talk to a few other people that you trust too and and because at the end of the day it's about your story your situation and what you hope to accomplish and no one knows that better than yourself so so it's learn listen and and gain some confidence and and uh you know we don't. We can't predict the future. So, as Miley said, control what you can control, and don't get distracted by the noise. And um, yeah, and awesome. Be, yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, and that gets to a really wonderful uh, quantitative phrase: um, signal versus noise. Uh, this idea that you know, human being is, you know, 
we're we're blessed with the ability to be super distracted and um, at some point you need to bring that in rein it in and if you can't do it by yourself get some help and uh, it applies to investing it applies to all just about everything so um thank you guys both for like coming on chatting about this stuff you've shared some wisdom that you guys have honed uh that make you the professionals you are and uh we're grateful thank you thanks Sacha. thanks Sacha. all right Miley. take care take care bill you've been listening to market elevation a serious research podcast thanks for listening and tune in again The information contained in this podcast report is based on sources we believe to be reliable at the time it was produced and distributed, but it's not necessarily complete, and its accuracy is not guaranteed. Neither Cirrus nor any of our affiliates or any other person makes any representation or warranty, expressed or implied, as to the podcast's accuracy, completeness, or correctness. To the maximum extent permitted by law, neither we, any of our affiliates, nor any other person shall have any liability whatsoever to any person for any loss or expense, whether direct, indirect, consequential, incidental, or otherwise, arising from or relating in any way to any use of or reliance on information contained herein. This podcast is not a research report, solicitation, or offer to buy or sell any security or claim and is being provided solely for informational purposes. Nothing in this podcast constitutes legal, accounting, or tax advice or individually tailored investment advice. Any opinions or estimates contained in this podcast represent our judgment at the present time and are subject to changes without notice. Cirrus has no obligation to advise you of any such changes. This podcast was prepared for general circulation without regard to the individual financial circumstances and objectives of persons who receive or obtain access to it, and it may not be suitable for all investors. No one listening, receiving, or accessing this podcast should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting their own research and due diligence, including but not limited to carefully reviewing any applicable prospectuses, press releases, reports, and other public filings of the issuer of any securities being considered. There is not enough information contained in this podcast to make an investment decision, and past performance should not be taken as an indication or guarantee of future results. Third-party trademarks, logos, and brand names contained in this podcast may be the trademarks, registered trademarks, or other property of their respective owners. Any use in this podcast of trademarks, logos, or brand names is for identification purposes only and does not imply or express any sponsorship, affiliation, or endorsement by the respective third-party owners of this podcast or vice versa, or that any such third-party owner has authorized the use of its trademark, logo, or brand.